Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. Next week is session 100 of the MCAT podcast, 100 episodes that you've been hopefully listening to, that we've been here for you. And to celebrate, we're giving away access to Next Step's MCAT course for one lucky winner. And for a runner-up, we're giving away a six-pack of Next Step full-length exams. To enter to win and for all the details, go to mcatpodcast.com slash giveaway. Again, that's mcatpodcast.com slash giveaway. Or in the U.S., text MCAT100, that's M-C-A-T, all capital letters, 100 without any space, to 44222. Again, that's MCAT100 to 44222. Or go to mcatpodcast.com slash giveaway. This is the MCAT Podcast, session number 99. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Now, welcome to the MCAT Podcast Session 99, as I mentioned at the beginning. To enter to win, you have to enter prior to midnight Pacific time on January 24th. So that's early in the morning, or June, June 24th, uh, early in the morning, June 25th, if you want to think about it that way. So midnight June 24th. I hope you win. Good luck to you. We are continuing our trek through Next Step's full length 10. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, Brian, back for more questions from Next Step Test Prep's full length 10. And the first two weeks we've done passages. This week we're up to question 10 and we're into a a block of discrete questions. So uh, before we hit record, we were talking about kind of the sequence of passage versus discrete. Can you explain that so a student can kind of understand what to expect potentially? Sure. Yeah. So in all the science sections, right? So chem, phys, bio, biochem, psych, soch, um, all have the same composition, right? That there's 15 discrete questions given in four little chunks uh, of, of something like four questions, three to four questions each. Um the test always ends on a chunk of discrete questions, independent, no passage questions. And then the other three chunks are kind of sprinkled throughout. So every every two or three passages, you'll get a little break. You won't have to read a passage, and you'll just get some independent questions. And so both on test day and for our listeners who have been keeping up with us for the past couple of weeks, having to read those big, lengthy pieces of passages, now we get a little bit of a breather, and we just get to bang out four independent questions. Okay. So question 10, a stationary charge lies to the right of a current carrying loop of wire as depicted in the figure below. And and just a reminder, you can go to uh, this episode's uh, 
blog posts and download the the handouts that we're reading from to follow along with us. And so what I see is uh, what almost looks like a light bulb with arrows that are indicating the current going in a clockwise fashion. And then to the right of that light bulb, a positive charge of 3C. Yeah, coulombs, uh, yep. Uh, coulombs, yeah. Uh, while the current is flowing, the charge will A, accelerate out of the page, B, move out of the page at a constant speed, C, accelerate into the page, or D, remain motionless. So the current um. is going clockwise... We have the positive charge, and which way is the current flowing? Well, or while the current is flowing, which way is the charge going? Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of uh, components underlying this question. First, um, flowing charge, flowing current makes a magnetic field, mm -hmm. um, and students should know that. And it's uh, you know they could, you, we use the right hand rule and curl our fingers around yada yada to to figure out the magnetic field. Then you've got so. Um, you have this magnetic field being generated and then you have this charge hanging out over on the side. And then the question is, well, now once this magnetic field is, is present, what does the charge do? Uh, and so students need to remember the equation F equals Q V B sine theta force equals charge times velocity charge times the magnetic field times sine theta. And the thing is this question said, the charge is stationary. A stationary charge lies to the right of ba 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 ba. So if the equation is F equals Q V B sine theta, V velocity, ah, stationary charge, right? Yep. No velocity. So no force. Yep. So the magnetic field doesn't actually push on the charge at all. And then you got to remember Newton's second law. Yep. Right? F equals MA, no force, no acceleration. Meaning it doesn't start moving, it doesn't slow down, it doesn't change direction. And since the dude was just chilling there anyway, it wasn't moving, then he's just going to stay. Yep. So D, remain motionless. Yep, there we go. Right, let's take a look. Yep. <laughs> let's, I always anthropomorphize everything. We, <laughs> we heard out that before, like air in the lungs was floaty and floaty was fat. And, yeah. um, you know, for all that this is a science test, it's... It helps tremendously think things through if you can be kind of both real world and put yourself in the position of the thing in question, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm this charge. What happens to me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Question number 11. While solving a chemistry problem, a student uses the equation delta G equals negative NFE to determine that delta G is negative 178 kilojoules per mole. Which of the following must be true? One, the reaction is spontaneous. Two, the reaction is exothermic. Three, the reaction increases entropy. And then our choices are one only, two only, one and two, one, two, and three. So delta G is negative. What does I, that mean about a chemical reaction? That uh, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one... It's uh, an important fact, relatively simple, but important fact to remember that Gibbs free energy delta G, the sign on that, um, is literally the definition of spontaneity. So things like, you know, breaking apart ATP, things that are really favorable to happen, they have negative delta Gs. They are exergonic or spontaneous. Okay. So here, Roman number one is true. This reaction is spontaneous. We, what we don't want to confuse 
is exoendothermic or increase or decrease of entropy. That's delta H and delta S, respectively, which wasn't brought up at all in this question. So we can't actually say anything about Roman numeral two or three. Okay. So we have to go with just A, one only? Yep, answer choice A, one only. Okay. Because the, the question is which of the following must be true. Two and three may be true, but we don't know. But we just know one must be true mm-hmm. because yep. of that negative delta G. Exactly. Okay. Question 12. Which of the following phosphate ions is amphiprotic? A, PO4, 3 minus. B, HPO4, 2 minus. C, P2, O7, 4 minus. Or D, H3, PO4. So which of the following phosphate ions is amphiprotic? So we'd have to know what the definition of amphiprotic is, and I will go to you for that definition. Yeah, so that amphi, right, the amphiphilic, amphiprotic, um, that means can kind of go either way or has both. So if something were described as amphiphilic, it, could, it would love both water and uh, fat, right, both hydrophilic and hydrophobic at the same time. Amphiprotic means you can accept a proton or you can give one out, right? You can do both. Okay. Uh, so in this case, um, if amphiprotic requires that you could give one out, right, which answer choices can we eliminate right away? Um, a, B, and C? Well, actually, B <laughs> has the hydrogen, right? B, oh, B yeah, has HPO4. Yep, HPO4. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, was, so, I was looking more at the charge and thinking that was the answer because D doesn't have a charge. And I'm like, oh, it must be D. Right. So we're um, looking for the hydrogen, which B and D both have hydrogens. Right. So they could give it out because they have one. Okay. And then the question is just, could you take one? Right. So both could give it out and could take one. Yeah. And, uh, and because B has that negative charge already, it's going to be harder. Well, no, no. It would love to take a proton. Right, because oh yeah, to to bring it to a, a negative one. Yeah, it could take one and come up to negative one, or it could give one and go down to negative three. Okay. Right, so it can be a switch hitter. Whereas H three PO four, right, phosphoric acid, yeah. that last one, you you can't add another proton, right, because phosphate is full now. Phosphate's only got room to take three protons. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. All right. Here we go. So. And student. For for a, just as a side comment on that one, Ryan, students should be very comfortable and very familiar with phosphoric acid because it plays such a key role in what, what? nucleic acids, right? The the um, those phosphodiester linkages that link nucleic acids together, mm-hmm. right? The new MCAT biochemistry component really likes phosphoric acid, so definitely want to recognize that. Okay. All right. Last one. Question number thirteen. Which of the following statements are true? Roman numeral one. Blood velocity and pressure are higher in the arteries than in the capillaries. Roman numeral two. Blood vessels do not follow Bernoulli's principle if viscosity of blood is taken into account. Roman numeral three. For an incompressible fluid undergoing laminar flow through a pipe with both narrow and wide sections... Fluid velocity is higher in the narrow areas than in the wide areas. And finally, Roman numeral four, for an incompressible fluid undergoing laminar flow through a pipe with both narrow and wide sections, the fluid pressure is higher in the narrow areas than in the wide areas. 
So Roman numeral question like this with a whole bunch of Roman numerals and the new MCAT has even had ones with like five and six Roman numerals. <laughs> um, Ryan, the, the usual strategy I always tell everybody is first answer the easy Roman numerals, the ones that like when you read it right away, you recognize, oh, that's right or wrong and do process of elimination that way. Yeah. Other folks like to just go in order. Some folks like to try and use the Roman numerals that show up more frequently. Um, you know, there are any number of strategies, but I'm always a fan of eat your dessert first, right? Do, do the easy thing first. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, in this one, you know, let's say Roman numeral one, blood velocity and pressure are higher in the arteries than the capillaries. Yeah. And that would be false, following Bernoulli's principle, right? Smaller capillaries, faster velocity. Wait, no, 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 no. So uh, the uh, capillaries, there's a lot of them. Oh, so yeah, yeah. any individual capillary, you're right, is very narrow. But there are so many more capillaries than arteries that the blood slows way down in the capillaries to allow time for a, a gas exchange. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So bl the blood in your aorta is moving real quick at real high pressure right outside the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Roman numeral one is true based on, forget the physics, Roman numeral one is true based on the physiology. Yep. Okay. Right. So then answer choice C is out because it didn't have Roman numeral one. So now we've got to decide choice A says one only, B says one and three, and D says one, two, and three. Yeah. And so we know, um, we know three and four only is not true. So we still have to look at more. Right? Yeah, so I got to keep going, yeah. right? So we, one helped a little. Let us eliminate an answer choice. Let's yeah. look at the Roman numeral two then. Um, blood vessels do not follow Bernoulli's principle if viscosity is taken into account. And we want to remember Bernoulli's principle is one of these kind of like abstract, idealized physics um, descriptions, mm -hmm. right, with a whole equation on, on flow and so on. Uh, and so Roman numeral two is just a, a true statement. It doesn't even have to be blood vessels. It's just a true statement about how we apply Bernoulli's principle on the MCAT, that it's a kind of idealized equation for laminar flow. But if you take viscosity into account, then it doesn't work anymore. Okay. So two is also true. Yep. And so when we have one and two are both true, we're only left with D as a possible answer. Yeah, we're done. We don't even have to consider three and four. All right, easy. So, um, again, you're going back to just just follow follow some simple steps. Read the question. Try to for these Roman numeral ones. Try to eliminate some, and uh, without doing more work than you need to, get to the answer. <laughs> yep, and only and and do the Roman numerals that seem easier for you. In this case, I just picked one and two because they were shorter than three and four. But whichever one you knew right away, that's the one you would go to. All right, there you have it. Again, some more questions from Next Steps Full Length 10. Follow along in the show notes. You can download the handout if you want to follow along there. Don't forget, if you can register by June 24th at midnight, then you can enter to win a Next Step Test Prep MCAT course registration, which is a $1,599 value a second-place winner will get a six-pack of Next Step full-length exams, which is a couple hundred bucks as well. Enter to win by texting MCAT100 to 44222 if you're in the U.S. If you are not in the U.S. or if you don't want to text, then you can go to mcatpodcast.com slash giveaway. Hope you have a great week, when, and, and we can celebrate with you next week for episode 100. I'll see you next time.